نستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم عن عثمان بن عفان رضي الله تعالى عنه اكرموا شهر الله عن عثمان بن عفان رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اكرموا شهر الله المحرم فمن اكرم المحرم اكرمه الله بالجنه وانجاه من النار او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من صام يوم عاشورا لم تمسه النار ابدا او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي دوشي قبله respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home inshallah just to finish off where we left where we had left off in the juma session if you remember i was elaborating on how important the hijrat is in islam hijrat is the historical journey which hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam took from sallallahu alaihi wasallam the opportunity to finish off the story which started off uh, with hazrat jafar bin abi talib radiyallahu ta'ala an he with a group of another 82 and 18 women were given permission by hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam to migrate towards abyssinia in the african continent at that time ethiopia known today as abyssinia and alhamdulillah when they got to abyssinia the king there was a christian king a practicing christian a good sincere christian and he gave asylum and refuge to all the companions of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam but the kuffar the mushrikeen of makkatul mukarramah when they heard that muslims have got that freedom to practice islam in abyssinia they feared that the majority of the people of makkah might migrate again to abyssinia and because of that a group of mushrikeen left makkah towards abyssinia with a lot of gifts gold and jewelry hoping to bribe the christian king when they got there they said to the christian king that they were worshiping what we were worshiping our forefathers and now they have left the religion of our forefathers so what we request is that you repatriate them back to the arabian peninsula the christian king said that it is against the principle that i i am not to hear from the group of people and just by listening to you send them back to the arabian peninsula and he said that i will 
listen to the group of people, the Arabs that have come from Makkah Mukarramah. And Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala an was appointed to talk to the Christian king. When the time was appointed, the tartib, the culture of Abyssinia at that time was that any, anyone who wanted to speak to the king, he would have to bow down, he would have to make sajda. Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala an did not do that. He just greeted him verbally and some of the, the priests that were there, they said to the Jafar bin Abi Talib that how dare you just greet the king of Abyssinia without bowing to him. Everyone bows to him. The Jafar radiallahu ta'ala and without fearing anyone, fearing anyone, Allah, but only fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said that in the deen of Islam, the Prophet ﷺ has forbidden us to bow down to anyone except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why one must is that when you make salam, don't bow down too much. Don't bow down too much. A lot of people have this habit that when they make salam, they virtually go in ruku. <laughs> uh, that is not right. Bow down, you just think, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. You're not bowing down to him, you are just greeting him. That is the tatib, the adab of making salam. And the king said, fine, if that is against your religion, I respect your religion. And give me information, why have these people, the pagans, the mushrikeen, why have they come from Makkah? Why are they chasing you? For what reason? Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib, the brother of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala, he said to the king, the Christian king, that we were living in the time of ignorance, in the time of darkness, alcohol, fornication was flowing in our veins, we would eat the flesh of dead animals, the tough one would overpower the weak one, we would not honor and respect anyone, we would swear at each other, lie, we were the worst of all the people, until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with the last Prophet, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, He came to us and He gave us light. He educated us. He said to us that we must only speak the truth. Only speak the, the truth. And I did mention even in uh, Juma, because of the time, I didn't have the time to explain to the brothers properly, how jahil the people were before the coming of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that when an Arab, when he would travel make safar he would have four stones with him. How many stones? Four stones with him. With the three stones he would make istinja on his way. With the three stones he would make istinja, clean himself, purify himself. And the fourth one he would worship that and make sajda to it whilst he is traveling. This was the ignorance. This is how jahil the people were at that time. And imagine Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had to work with these people, Subhanallah how difficult it must be for Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the Jafar Ta'ala said to him that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has enlightened us with the revelation with Quran Kareem. When he said that, 
the Christian king said to Hazrat Jafar, I want you to read in front of me and all the high priests were with the king at that time and he said that read a portion for me from the revelation from the Quran Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib read in front of the Abyssinian king Surah Maryam some portions of Surah Maryam it is recorded in the tarikh, all the tarikh history books that the Abyssinian king was crying when he heard the Quran when he heard Surah Maryam and in fact all the priests that were there, they were all crying and he said to Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib that without a doubt this is the same nur that was given to Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam and he said to Hazrat Jafar that you are free to live in Abyssinia and to practice your religion however you wish subhanallah permission was given to them when the kuffar heard of this subhanallah they were not satisfied uh, sparked off in them and one of them gave mashwara that I have an idea I will personally go to the Abyssinian king and say to him that these Muslims like how the Christians do the Christians take to be the son of God and the Muslims don't and they hold no respect for because he was a practicing Christian they thought that this was the right opportunity again a meeting was held Brother Jafar bin Abi Talib came and the king said to him that what is the position of Isa alayhi salatu wassalam in your heart how do you Muslims accept Isa alayhi salatu wassalam to be and even then Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib said that we as Muslims we don't take Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam to be the son of God we take him to be Ruhullah, Rasulullah, Abdullah he is the mighty messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like how Musa alayhi salam came Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam we believe that he is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not the son of God and subhanallah the king said to Jafar bin Abi Talib that is exactly what Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam preached to his community that is exactly what Isa alayhi salatu wasalam preached to his community never ever did he say to anyone for that matter that Ma'azallah Ma'azallah he is the son of God never that is why on the day of Qiyamah everyone will be accounted for every individual hum kya hai mere azizo anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam bhi wahan khare honge even the prophets will be there and especially in the case of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَا عِيْسَ بْنَ مَرْيَمْ أَأَنْتَ كُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اِتَّخِذُونِ that Isa alayhi salatu wassalam will be standing there and Allah will say to him that O oh Isa did you prophesize, did you profess to your people that I and my mother are lords or deities 
and that all of you should worship me and my mother. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam will say, Subhanak, O Allah, there is that part here. You are the exalted one. You have done anything. I have never ever said that to anyone. In fact, I said to them, Allah Rabbi wa Rabbakum. Worship Allah who is my Lord and who is your Lord. And this is exactly what the Christian king said to Hazrat Jafar bin Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala. And alhamdulillah at that time, the kuffar had no choice. All the gifts, jewelry, gold was given back to the mushrikeen. And they were forcefully told to get back out of the country of Abyssinia and to go back to Makkah Mukarramah. And at that time, alhamdulillah, Muslims found a refuge in Abyssinia. That is why Wasallam has said that Hijrat will remain in Islam until the day of Qiyamah. Until the day of Qiyamah. It is the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That is why it is extremely important that we have a clear understanding of the Islamic calendar. Islamic calendar is very, very important. Hab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left from Makkah Muqarramah to Madinatul Munawwara and that is the inception of the Islamic calendar, the beginning of the Islamic calendar. Why the ulama say that Hijrat is the dis- distinction point between Kufr and Islam, between Haq and between Batil. That is why later on, Madinatul Munawwara became the central area, the central point of Islam, and Islam spread throughout the world from Madinatul Munawwara, throughout the world. And it is incredible. It was said that Hazrat Amirul Mu'mineen Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala would sit in Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the companions would come and say to him that Hazrat we have conquered all of Iraq, we have conquered all of Iran, we have conquered all of Rus, the Persian Empire, the Roman Empire, we have conquered Spain. And he, that individual Amirul Mu'mineen would be there sitting in Madinatul Munawwara. This was the taqwa. It became the central point. That is why uh, there is a, a share in the Urdu language that Safar Sakar Hota hai. Safar? Poetry. Safar, Sakar hota hai. Lekin Vasile Zafar hota hai. Vasile Zafar hota hai. It's very important, mashallah, and if someone migrates for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefits him immensely. Someone said to me that, Morana, how long have you, have you ever been into, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And I said to him that, yes, I've been in the path of Allah. He goes to me, how many days? Forty days or four months? I says, for five and a half years I was in the path of Allah. How many days? Five and a half years in the path of Allah. So what is in the path of Allah? That you have your sincere intention and Allah judges you by your intention. That even if you work in your office and you are sincere in working in that small area, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. For five and a half years, Sheikh Rizwan said that, come and we have to work in Portugal. That is in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even for the brothers who go for 40 days and for four months, even that is in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even for those brothers who write books, 
and spread Islam through books. That is in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even for those scholars, some of the scholars, they will not do bayan, I have seen, until the bayan is recorded. Until the bayan is recorded. One might wonder that, that's being a bit, you know, too full of himself. Arrogance. It's not arrogance. It's not. They know they have the value that the knowledge that I have, the information, subhanAllah, it should be recorded. It should be recorded. I'm nothing. I'm talking like great scholars like Marana Haq Nawaz, Jangwi. Great, great scholars who came. Even the founder of Khatme Nabuwat. I remember when he came to Portugal. He insisted, he said, I will not do a bayan until you have a recorder here. And record what I say to you. And he would say to me that, he says, Maulana, I am putting in front of you 65 years of experience which you cannot find in the books. How many? 65 years of my experience. You haven't got the memory to memorize it. Record it. Have it with you. Tape it. Seal it. People like Mauna Haq Nawaz Jangwi would even go as far as saying that there should be a video camera. Yes. I won't go into that because now, you know, that is, we are in the deep end. But there were some scholars <laughs> with the sincerity because they knew that the knowledge he had on a specific uh, subject, nobody else had that. For 40 years, 50 years, the experience they had. Subhanallah that is why my respected brothers and elders in hijrat in migration there is barakat barakat that's why we see a lot of brothers mashallah coming to Leicester and settling in Leicester and if they make that sincere intention inshallah ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them that they come here not for the sake of family or for the sake of money or anything else but for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they will be rewarded, they will be rewarded. And as I said to you that the Islamic calendar, the first month is Muharram. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he came to Madinatul Munawwara, he saw that the Jews were fasting on the day of Ashura, the 10th of Muharram. Aab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to them that why do you fast on the 10th of Ashura and everything is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us not forget everything is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this was what Allah had revealed to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to speak to them to bring them closer to Islam and they said that Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wa salam was given salvation on this day. He was saved from Fir'aun and his army. The entire army was drowned. And for that, Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fasted on the day of Ashura. And that is why we the Jews even fast. We the Jews even fast. That's why you see a lot of the Jews even have long beards. What do they have? Long beards. Beards. Why? Because Anbiya alayhimu salatu wasalam. All the prophets had beards. The Orthodox Jews, they have beards. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam had a very long beard. Very long beard. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam's anger in the Quran is mentioned. 
when she grabbed hold of the beard of Harun alayhi salam. Harun alayhi salam. And he grabbed the beard. Musa alayhi salam. If I can, uh, Musa. Yeah. <laughs> Musa by here. If I can borrow Musa by his beard. Just grabbing it like that. And the, the words of the Quran are La ta'khuz bilishiyati. La ta'khuz bilishiyati. And Harun alayhi salatu was salam was older than Musa alayhi salatu was salam. But the difference was that the status of Musa alayhi salatu was salam was much higher than Harun alayhi salam. He was given nabuwat shari'at, Tawrat was revealed to him. So even Harun alayhi salatu was salam had to follow the shari'a given to Musa alayhi salatu was salam. Out of anger when Banu Israel were worshipping that, that calf. And Musa alayhi salam out of anger he came. That is why in the hadith, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallahu ta'ala be like Hazrat Musa and Hazrat Nuh alayhi salam. Hazrat Musa alayhi salam and Hazrat Nuh alayhi salatu wa salam. Subhanallah alazim. So, Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the Jews at that time that we are more worthy and more closer to Musa alayhi salatu wa salam than the Jews themselves. And he commanded to all the companions there that we are to fast on the 10th of Ashura. And a hadith in Muslim Sharif, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the companions that if I was to, if I will be alive next year, then I will fast on the 9th and the 10th. The ulama said that you should fast on the 9th and the 10th or the 10th and the 11th. So we are not imitating the Jews because the Jews only fast on the the tenth. And subhanallah, the reward is phenomenal. That opportunity is given to us. Just to fast on a Saturday and a Sunday. Or a Sunday and a Monday. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an is the narrator. He says that Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Akrimu shahr Allahi al-Muharram. Honor the month of Allah which is Muharram. فَمَنْ أَكْرَمَ الْمُحَرَّمْ أَكْرَمَهُ اللَّهِ Anyone who honors the month of Muharram, Allah will honor him with Jannah. أَكْرَمَهُ اللَّهُ بِالْجَنَّةِ وَأَنْجَاهُ مِنَ النَّارِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save him from the fire of hell. Fire of hell. In another hadith, Hazrat Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ صَامَ يَوْمَ عَاشُورًا لَمْ تَمَسَّهُ النَّارَ أَبَدًا Anyone who fasts, on the day of Ashura, then the fire of hell will never ever touch it. Never ever touch it. In another hadith, Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that anyone who fasts, then insha'Allah, on uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all his sins for one year. All his sins. In another hadith, Huzur alayhi salatu wa sallam has said that Allah will reward him with 60 years of ibadat. 60 years of ibadat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no problem to load that amount of reward into uh, our books of good deed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not bakheel. Allah is not a miser. So that the, the mind wanders off when we say that 60 years of ibadat, what for? For just for one roza? Subhanallah, that is iman. In the hadith, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, anyone who fasts, who has this habit of fast, fasting on the day of Ashura 
and on the day of Qiyamah, all the eight gates of Jannah will open up for him. All the eight gates. And that honor is given to Hazrat Abu Bakr, Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. So this is the, the fazilat, the real virtue for Muharram. Before, inshallah, we end this session, what we have to remember is that a lot of the brothers, when it comes to Muharram, the only thing we know is the story of Karbala. The story of Karbala. No doubt, the grandson of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala an was also made shaheed on that day, the 10th of Muharram. But the fazilat of Muharram is not with the event that took place with Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala an. But even before the birth of Hazrat Hussain, the fazilat of Muharram was there. Unfortunately, if you go to India and some parts of Pakistan also, even the Sunni Muslims, for that matter, for 10 days they will dress up and wear black clothes like how the Shias would wear. And Allahu Akbar cry and do all sorts and there is majlis and food and subhanallah all the khurafat is there. There is no problem in mentioning the biography, the seerah of Ahle Bayt, the close family members of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But we have to be extremely careful that we judge everything to its own status which Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given. Like how Hazrat Hussain was made shaheed, even Hazrat Hamza was made shaheed. Why don't we remember Hazrat Hamza? Even Hazrat Osman was made shaheed, right or wrong? Why don't we remember Hazrat Osman? Even Hazrat Umar was made shaheed. So, Allahu Akbar, we have the love, and who hasn't got the love of Bibi Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha? And Hazrat Hassan and Hazrat Hussain, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in the hadith that Hum Rayhanaya, that Hassan and Hussain are like my two flowers in this world. In another hadith, Hazrat Ali bin Abi Talib is the narrator, he says that Subhanallah, physically the closest physique that resembled the physique of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was with Hazrat Hassan and Hazrat Hussain. Hazrat Hassan and Hussain. And the words are incredible in the hadith. It is said that Hazrat Hassan from the waist till the head was exactly like Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from the waist to the legs, to the feet, Hazrat Hussain was exactly like Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Bibi Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha the mother of Hazrat Hassan and Hussein, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says that every time Bibi Fatima would walk, it was as if Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is walking. Subhanallah She was born five years before Nabuwat was given to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She was approximately 15 years of age when she married Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Ali was at that time 21 years of age 21 years of age and Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam loved her so much 
Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says that every time Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam went on a journey, the very first individual he would meet would be his daughter, Hazrat Fatima. Every time he embarked from Medina Munawwara, he would meet Hazrat Fatima. Every time he would come back from Safar, he would meet Bibi Fatima first. And every time Hazrat Fatima would come, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would stand up from his position and he would say, Welcome my daughter, welcome my daughter. Meri beti hai ye. He loved Hazrat Fatima. On one occasion he said to the companions, Fatima, bid'atum minni, Fatima is a portion of my flesh. Mere jigar ka ek tukra hai. This is what Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from the womb of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala was born Hazrat Hassan, Hazrat Hussain, and then Hazrat Zainab, and then Hazrat Ruqayya, and Hazrat Umme Kulsum. Unfortunately, we just know of Hazrat Hassan and Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala. But the, the, the daughters of Hazrat Ali was Hazrat Zainab, Hazrat Umm Kulsum, and Hazrat Ruqayya radiallahu ta'ala. And I did mention earlier on that Hazrat Ali's son-in-law was also Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. This was the simplicity in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Everything was judged by taqwa, nothing else. By taqwa, by taqwa. The son-in-law of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala, and astaghfirullah alazim, here we say that a lot of people, Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Umar Farooq, subhanallah, they did not have good relationship with each other. No, astaghfirullah alazim, that is not right. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala himself made bay'at to Hazrat Umar Farooq and to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Hassan and Hussain, Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala was made shaheed in Karbala. Even Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala was made shaheed. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu Hazrat Usama bin Zaid radiallahu ta'ala says that I came to visit Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the night. And Abu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was wearing this big chadar in the night. And Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam explained the masla to me which I came to him for. And Hazrat Usama bin Zaid says to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, why are you wearing this very big chadar? Why are you wearing this very big chadar? And Ah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took that chadar off and Hazrat Hassan was on the hip bone to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam here and Hazrat Hussain was on the other hip bone here and Ah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was holding both of them here and the chadar was on top and they were hiding inside and they were hiding inside. This was the love that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam had for the grandsons. So many times he would say to Hazrat Fatima or Fatima bring my grandsons to me. This was the deep love that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam had for Hazrat Hassan. In the khutbah you, you hear wal hasanu wal husaynu sayyida shababi ahlil jannah that they are the leaders of the young men in jannah. وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة and Hazrat Fatima رضي الله تعالى عنها is the leader of all the women in Jannah. 
So no doubt we have deep love for the immediate family members of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was resting and all the wives were sitting with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bibi Fatima came. Rab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Fatima, Fatima, come here. Bibi Fatima came to came close to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke and whispered in a very discreet manner in the ear. And Bibi Fatima was very, very young, very young. She started to cry. All the wives were there wondering why Bibi Fatima is crying. And then Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam saw that Bibi Fatima is crying. She said, give me your other ear. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam whispered in the other ear. And Bibi Fatima, subhanallah, started to laugh. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha also was there. She was very close to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and very close to Bibi Fatima. She said to Fatima, Fatima is the daughter of Hazrat Khadijatul Kubra. All the children of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam are from Hazrat Khadijat al-Kubra except for Hazrat Ibrahim radiallahu ta'ala and uh, he was from Hazrat Maria Tibtiya. And Hazrat Aisha said to Hazrat Fatima, what did Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam say to you? And she said that that is a secret between, my, between father and daughter. Between father and daughter. Saying that, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and has stayed quiet. Or Ajkal ki orte hoto. Batauna, please batauna. Who panchat te? Alana garma, who chu? Panchat, panchat. Kya hua? Kya nahi hua? Kya ho rai? How nice it would be if they would learn from the seera, long, long beards, women wearing parda. And when you look at them, you feel that they are the only ones who will go to Jannah. Big, big parda. And they even confess that, oh, we don't like doing ghibat, but they are the first people doing ghibat. They are the first people because they enjoy making panchat. They enjoy making gossip. They enjoy. Subhanallah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. We haven't even got the hint of the seerah, the sunnah of the wives and of the, the, the children of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa The minute Hazrat Fatima said that this is a secret between father and daughter, being the mother, she said if that is a secret, fair enough. And subhanallah, when Hazrat sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away after his demise, the daughter, Bibi Fatima, came to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and she said, O oh mother, if you remember that you were asking me once, what Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said to me. And now I have the permission to tell you and to share that secret bit between, that, that secret which was between me and my father, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Hazrat Aisha said that if you feel comfortable only, then tell me. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam told her not to tell no one until Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam would make parda from this world. Subhanallah alazim. And she said to Hazrat Aisha that Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said to me that every year Jibreel Amin would come to me and he would make the door of the Quran, listen to my Quran only once. But this year he listened to my Quran twice. 
This year he listened to my Quran twice. And I think that is the sign for me that this year I will have to depart from this world and meet my Lord, Rabbi Hakiki, my Rafiqul A'la. And hearing that Bibi Fatima started to cry, she was very young. And Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam gave her basharat that from the Ahl Bayt, from all the companions after my demise, you will be the first one to come and meet me. And to that, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha started to laugh. Aaj agar Allah meri aapki hifazat kare, koi aasi dua aapko de de ke bhai aapki jani ka wakt ho gaya. So what would happen? The level of our taqwa is not even there, my respected brothers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Give the speaker the tawfiq, give the listeners the tawfiq, give the ummad the tawfiq. And that we all practice sincerely on the teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us not pick and choose, but let us dive into Islam in its entirety. And that is the only way we will understand the sweetness of Iman and Islam. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَلْحَمْدُلِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا رسلك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من رزاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من غضبك والنار ونعوذ بك من غضبك والنار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم لا تدع لنا ذم إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا دين إلا قضيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا وال آخر إلا قضيتها وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين